Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. year for go for for 2016 this is the final interview of 2016 dot 5000 will be joining us again the final interview of 2016 i want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening over these past 12 months it's been fun it's been exciting it's been great to talk sports and have fun doing it expect even better greater things in 20 17. Let's bring him in now. Former mixed martial arts star. The one, the only. Dada 5000. How are you, man? Man, I'm blessed. It's a, it's a big blessing just to be alive, man, to be here with the great folks doing this interview, man. I'm blessed. For sure. Thanks for joining us. Last time we saw you in the cage, you messed around and had a heart attack. You messed around and, and tapped out on life. You were pronounced dead at one point, man. How you feeling now? Yes. I mean, I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot better. You know, um, I would say this. You know, with myself and being the individual that I am, you know, I pack certain things in the backyard. Don't give up. Dig down deep. So when I tell these guys that I'm mentoring this, when I get out there on one of the biggest stages, I can't do nothing other than what I tell them not to do. Right, and that's the dig, and that's not the quick, and the dig down deep. And I think that you know, with uh, me having two heart attacks, kidneys, you know, going out and so forth like that, you know, I think that you know, I I I, I represent the true definition of a warrior, because you know, backing down, giving up, surrendering is not even inside the equation. I gave it everything I had, you know, and with dog fight too, and I'm just gonna plug this really quick. Dog fight too, too, the truth will come out. It's going to be shocking. Okay, all right. So, dog fight two. We'll see the truth. Yes, yes. Dog fight two is going to shed a lot of light on okay. the bigger stages. You know, I, I would say this. You know, if I was going to have two heart attacks, if I was going to have kidney failure, I would have did it in training. What? Why did it wait to happen to me that night? I trained harder than that fight was. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know when you're dealing. You know what I'm saying? with politics, when you're dealing with, you know, Vegas, uh, when you're dealing with all type of issues, you know, you have to, you know, understand that a lot of things come with that type of stuff like that. You know, and I will say this, my situation was definitely not natural. Okay. So you you, you passed the physical to, before the fight, and so you were seemingly healthy going into this fight, right? I was extremely healthy. Man, I didn't start feeling woozy until I got inside the dressing room at the, at the arena. And I started consuming the water that they was giving me back then. You know, again, you know, I mean, a lot of people, they, they have their, their speculation about you know, certain things. But for myself, I know me, I was talking crap all the way up to that dang on site. 
and I was supposed to win that fight. And even with Kimbo Slice, and we all know that he testified that for steroids, him mm-hmm. and another individual, which is a good friend of mine, you know, uh, both tested positive. You know, it's like, beat me, to beat me, you got to kick me. So at the end of the day, you know, what, what, what happened to me needed to happen. Because we all know that Kimbo Slice had the experience, he had the skill, he had the technique. I give him that. No one gonna that. However, I was bigger, I was stronger, I hit harder, and I was smarter. And I was, I, I, I literally won the fight, you know, at the weigh-in and in the press conference. He was already broken going into that. You know, you and when I say the head. truth will come, excuse me? You were in his head. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. Because I was not, see, listen, the only person that could truly defeat one of us is one of us. Right. See, we come from we come from a special place, Pirine, Florida, you know. And I give Kimbo Slice some credit because he originally put Pirine on the map. I just took it a step further because I opened it up and made it for a business, you know. So, I, and I said it again, if it wasn't Kimbo Slice, it wouldn't be no doubt about that. But what I did was, you know, I reinvented myself time and time and time and time again, you know, to the point that, you know, this fight was inevitable and it had to happen because, they could no longer further overlook me. I became very big with Dark Knight movie on Netflix, which is also, you know, one of Fusion's biggest projects that they took on, you know. And it's also, you know, on uh, Oxygen and R. So Dark Knight is everywhere, you know. And I was making noise way before the fight, you know. So it's like, I didn't just make it about me, you know. It was never about me in the background. Always, you know, put other individuals in the position, you know what I'm saying, for sign. You know, and I, I would have defeated Kimbo, and I wouldn't have cared about coming back to MMA, period. Because I didn't take the fight, you know, to say, hey, I'm a legitimate mixed martial artist. I took the fight because I knew I could have beat him, you know, and because of the things that, you know, the world didn't know that he was doing off camera to myself and about my organization, you know, from calling the cops to talking bad in the paper. But whoa, this was the same method that you took to get here. Now you want to close the door because you made it? You don't want no one else to come through? You know? Look, I suffered two heart attacks. Kidney failure. I went there and I said, I'm going to beat this dude up on the Friday. I'll be back in time to celebrate on the Saturday. I was in the hospital for damn near a month. I didn't leave Houston until the next month sometime. I was in a boat. From life support, so you name it, I was pronounced dead twice. The doctors gave up on me. But God didn't. I give God all the glory. You know? Sure. I give God all the glory. And isn't it ironic that the same illness that I suffered with was the same illness that took him out not even three months later. You know? It's just crazy how this whole business works. Here today and gone tomorrow. You know? And I really feel like... But, Go ahead, go ahead. No, I really feel like, you know, for me to come back, I have a divine purpose. You know, I have a lot of work still to do, you know, and um, I'm, I'm very much forward, I'm very much looking forward, you know, to, to you know, taking on the future and doing some big things with me, my company, BYB, Backyard Brawls, Spring Fighting Series. We have Dog Fights coming out. We have uh, a couple movies that's coming out of the AMC Theater. Uh, we got a couple reality shows that's going to be coming out worldwide, you know, um, in 2017. So it's 
So sky's the limit at this point. So what you're saying, and I know you said you're going to tell more and dogfight too, but you're kind of insinuating that possibly you were poisoned on some level? Man, listen, I'm not insinuating. You know what I'm saying? Something in the water was definitely not going I came there, and I came there, I came there to compete. Timbo's been there before. This is my first time being on the level of that match, right? But I've been on various other levels, you know, because I already was prominent. I already was a figure. I already was known to millions of individuals worldwide prior to me coming to Bellator, right? So it's like when, 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 I, when, when I signed, I took on certain things. And they think that there was no fear inside me. And what I'm saying is what happened to me. Who who did it? You know, that remains to be seen. But for me to pass the drug test, right? And the drug test, they came back. They took, they took urine and so forth from me 30 minutes before I went out in the fight. They came back and said he was good. They also did the same thing to, to Kimbo's life. So at the end of the day, if they came back and told me I was good, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure they told them something else. But that remains, you know what I'm saying, to be, you know, something that 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 production has to deal with because I do understand that the fight was that big. But you know what I'm saying? If I was in my right mind, I was too massive. Me even being under the influence, being drugged, and him being on steroids, you know, I really feel like it was designed for Timbo Slice or come out on steroids and just destroy me in the front of the world and make me in the backyard movement look like a laughing joke. Okay. It didn't look like that. I still lasted to the third round. You got the skill, you had technique, you had experience. Your hands were supposed to be legitimately better than mine. I was willing to come out and duke it out with that dude. I didn't take him to the ground many times. When we went to the ground, he took me to the ground. But he... He's the boxing beat. <laughs> I was willing to get out there and trade hands with him. For sure. But when I rushed him back to the cage, survival mode kicked in, and he took me out. See, people say certain things until they get in trouble. Then they, you know what I'm saying, they always go to survival mode and do exactly what they said they would not do. You know, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, still, there was a couple couple shots in that fight that I could have taken out, but I was dying. My kidneys so went out in the first round. You just couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah, my kidneys went out in the first round. I fought that fight from the first round to the third until I collapsed with no kidneys. My kidneys was not functioning. And because my kidneys went down, the level of potassium that was in my body, you know, it caused me to have those heart attacks. Wow. You know? And would you believe that I was leading on the scorecards? Kimbo Sykes would have not beaten me in that fight. And then even the doctors at the hospital wanted to know. He didn't take a hit. What made him go down? They did a blood toxicology on me where they, where they butchered my, my right leg. You know what I'm saying? Up by the groin area. You know, to find out what happened to this dude. Then they found out, oh, yeah, he, he, he had the heart attack because of the amount of potassium that was inside of his body, you know? And I'm sitting back, and, and again, it's been 10 months, right, since the fight. Yep. I didn't make no, I didn't make no commotion with Bellator. I didn't make no commotion with Kimbo then, on his cap. You know what I'm saying? I just continued living life, 
and just focused on getting better. Everybody they knew when they looked inside my eyes, you know, say they knew that something was wrong. Okay. The fight was already over when I walked out of the dressing room. I got Based pictures off what you're saying. with me. Huh? Based off what you're saying, yes, that is true. Yeah, listen, I got pictures of me standing inside the ring before the bell even went ding, ding. You look inside my eyes. It's like, whoa, what is this guy on? You know? I, I, listen, I'm not doing this for me anymore. I'm doing this as an advocate for the youth. Okay. For the young kids out there, you know, that, um, you know, 14, 16 years old, and they say, hey, the next, you know, saying, six, seven years from now, I'm going to be the next UFC of Bellator champion. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not. Now you got guys like this that are cut your legs and, and, and your career right from underneath you. Should, should be a noble sport. But the truth of the matter is this. Politics plays a big part. MMA is killing boxing. Boxing used to be the golden rule. Now it's MMA. So if it's not Mayweather fighting, who's really betting on boxing? Everybody's betting on your Conor McGregor, you know, and the young lady uh, 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 that's coming back to you. Yes. So it's like, you know, these, these are your leaders. These are the ones that keep them the biggest, the biggest sports for the goal. Truth be told, that about that Kimball Fox right? you know, broke records on Bellator uh, and Spike, you know. Uh, I'm going to make a comeback. So you're not done. I'm not done because I didn't like how this one ended up. Okay. I was supposed to win this. This was not fair. You know what I'm saying? My potassium was spiked and my body levels, it was impossible for my body to produce that amount of potassium. Well, here's and the next logical I was going to have a heart attack, but... Here's the next logical question. If you felt like you were poisoned, why do you want to return to Bellator? Well, I didn't say Bellator. Okay. I, I didn't say Bellator. You know, see, I'm not excited that with or without Bellator, you know what I'm saying, I have blacks for my power. I didn't get there by being dumb, naive, or stupid, right? To the point that, you know, I fought twice successfully. You know, even though they were not on a grand scale as Bellator, you know what I'm saying? But I was a legitimate guy, you know? I just happen to wear many, many hats. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what organization, you know, that I come back to when I come back, we're going to sell it out, and it's going to do numbers. Everybody's going to want to see what that or 5,000 is going to do. Hey, the last time he was in the ring, he had two heart attacks. He died. His kidneys went out. He was, he was, he was, he was pronounced over and done with. Now he's back. Let's see what he's going to do. Despite if it's supporters or the haters, or the legitimate guys that just love sport, everybody's going to tune in. Especially when Dark Fight 2 drops, when these projects that we're working on drop, we're working on some other stuff with BYB, you know, doing more shows, you know, it's like, with or without an organization, you know, it, it does not make me, it doesn't define who I am, you know, because I have my own organization, I can put it on my own car. You know, I just did not work out this one ended up. So I said, you know, a lot of people say, hey, Dada, you don't need to fight. You have a lot of things going on. This is something that I just want to do, something that's just dear to myself, you know, that I just want to, you know, get out there and do. I mean, I should be 3-0. Okay, well, yeah, was, 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 uh, 
convicted of taking steroids. So I'm still undefeated. But at the end of the day, even when he was convicted, they gave him a $5,000 fine, a slap on the wrist. And prior to him dying, they still had him on the next card, you know, in London. It's like, what type of punishment is that? It's not. This dude, exactly. I'm sitting back and I'm like, come on, man. Is this what we have to look forward to with sports and entertainment? So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You talked about you talked about dying, and you crossed over. Did you cross over? You crossed over. Man, when I went out, you know, it's so interesting that you uh you asked me, you know, saying about that. You know, when when I went out, I had a heart attack in the right. I mean, inside the fight, right? When I hit the floor on that mat, my heart had already stopped beating. My eyes was in the back of my head. I was done. I was dead weight in that ring, you know. And it's like, truth be told, I'm standing. I can hear. It's almost like I'm, I'm trapped between two worlds, right? So it's like I can hear, but it's like a dense sound, you know? And it was, just, it, it was just so different. It was so different. Like I was literally trapped between two worlds, you know? And I was like that. And then I, I, my heart went out for five minutes. Then he came back and then it went out again for another eight minutes, you know, while they were working on me, you know. And I guess, you know, I mean, I give God all the glory, you know, it was just not my time, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm in the middle of two dimensions, you know, but it's like I couldn't move forward. And even though, even though, you know, I was already out of it, if I could have moved forward, I would have went forward. But it wasn't my time. So let me ask and you, I let thank me God, ask you, you know what I'm saying, that, that it wasn't. Let me, let me ask you this. So, obviously, you said you cross over. Did you, and, and I know you're a spiritual guy. Did you see a heaven? Very much. Did you see a hell? Did you see any of that? No. No, no. This is it. I was just inside the middle of a realm, you know? And they call that purgatory, right? When you have souls that's trapped, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of heaven and hell. That's why you have... You know what I'm saying? All type of spirits that still roam in the earth. You know, people say haunted houses, this, that, and the third. You know, that's what they call, you know what I'm saying, purgatory. You know, and because, you know, my situation happened like that, you know what I'm saying? I think that it was more to it, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't stick around, you know what I'm saying, to experience it, you know? But I was inside of a dense environment, you know, that it's like you, you know what's going on. But you're just no longer a part of it. Gotcha. We're talking to Dada Five Thousand. So let me let me ask you this now. I mean, obviously you're going to make the comeback, and and that's a great thing. You're still doing big things with BYB. What's been going on with BYB? Well, we've been really, you know, saying strategizing. Me, you know, I'm saying my partners, you know, what I'm saying my God squares, you know, uh, Peppy, you know, Jose Cyrus you know, and our five thousand or making BYB into, you know, a sporting, you know what I'm saying, arena that individuals can come and compete at the best level that they can actually, you know what I'm saying, compete at. You know, and uh, I think that we're doing a good job right now. We're just getting up towards two thousand seven. We're gonna finish our dog fight, uh, in the first quarter of two thousand seven and we're looking to do at least five or six events in twenty seventeen on, you 
know, national on the national level, with uh, being, you know, um, aired, you know, just like Spike aired Bellator and FX1 airs uh, UFC. Okay, okay. So, watching Dogfight, obviously, Dogfight was it was a very good documentary, man. Very good. You, you saw some guys in there. I mean, one was Tree. That you know, seeing him die and the way he died. I mean. That was tough to see, man. I don't know the guy, but that was tough to see. But how did that affect you? Well, Tree was more Tree was more than just a fighter. You know, Tree was more or less like, you know, family in a sense. You know, and he was a good guy that's going way too soon. The only thing I have to uh, hold on to is the memories. You know, um, other people, they got to know Tree because of his role inside the documentary. But I know him, you know what I'm saying, as an individual. You know, he used to come and visit me. He used to stay at the house periodically. You know, he used to come visit me every Christmas, every Thanksgiving. He would come and sit up, you know, for like hours with me. And it's so ironic because, you know, days later, he's in a fight for his life. And he, and he would lose that fight. And people would say, well, dang, you know, Dada, Tree is your boy. And I say, but Tree has to also understand, just like you guys understand, that I don't pull no punches. When I say may the best man win, may the best man win. And Tree, you know what I'm saying, he was a stand-up guy. You know, um, he truly missed him and Terrence, you know, and I would love to have seen him a part of Dogfight too, you know, but uh, he will be there in memory and in spirit. And, and Chauncey as well. I mean, another guy who unfortunately passed in that documentary, another tough, tough situation. One thing, I, one thing I've seen in a common theme in, in Dogfight was that you saw individuals coming in and out of prison and the reality is, because they're coming in and out of prison, they're having a hard time finding opportunity to make money and, and to get a job because of their record. But but how bad is the economy out there, man? It's rough, man. I mean, you know, I was giving these guys an opportunity because I would rather them come inside my backyard and fight opposed to waiting inside your backyard when you come on to rob you and your family from a hard day's worth of work. You know, these individuals, I can tell you what they have and what they don't have. I can tell you what they have. They have two strikes against them. You know what I'm saying? They have a criminal record. You know what I'm saying? Um, they don't have a high school diploma. They don't have a trade. They don't have a skill. They do have their two hands. They do have heart. And they do have the will to want to do better. So we give them an opportunity. And they get out there. We send a lot of individuals pro, you know. And... You know, individuals came through the backyard because I prided myself on getting corporate America to come out and take trading their suits and ties for baseball hats and tennis shoes and come on down to sunny South Florida. You know, and I think that, you know, we was a big factor in um, Bruce Leroy, you know what I'm saying, uh, going to the UFC because of the individuals that watched him compete inside my backyard. Lover Renee Martinez had a good run, had a good shot. You know, even, you know, um, Ponytail, you know, um, uh, George Montedal, so you know what I'm saying, in the backyard. I had the opportunity, you know, to speak on his behalf on several occasions. You know, um, when you look at a lot of other individuals like, you know, Alexis Vila, you know, uh, Chocolate, you know, man, uh, um, Ray, Congo, you know, we have a lot of guys, you know, that are decorated MMA guys and are hardcore backyard fighters and come back there because they appreciate the culture. They appreciate the art. You know, um, we're different. We're the great area between MMA and boxing. And it is hard, you know, because right now it's Christmas time. You have individuals that don't have five bucks to their name, you know, and they're waiting until Donald 5000 put together his next card. And they're training hard. 
they can pick to show the world that they got it and in hopes that someone can see them for the true talent that they possess, you know, and give them an opportunity to showcase their talent on the biggest stages in America. We're talking to Dada 5000. So it's still the same backyard as we saw in, in, in dog in a uh, dog fight. It's still the same backyard. Same backyard. Now, you know, um, boxers and rafters, right? Boxers and rafters, they've always fought inside the square circle. MMA fighters always fought inside the octagon. We have a $30,000 trigon cage, right? It's a triangular cage. It's just out of our warehouse. One of one, one of a kind. You know, we've actually heightened and, and raised the bar, you know, of expectation, you know what I'm saying, for fighting. You know, MMA and boxing, keep one thing in mind. Before the gloves was on, they were off. So history repeats itself. And I'm just taking it back and reminding these other, you know what I'm saying, sporting, you know, um, venues of where they originally came from. For sure, for sure. So let me ask you this. I, I, I watched the documentary. At the time, you said you weren't really making much money from it. How you doing now? Well, you know, um, with, 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 with that being stated, you know, I was always, you know, creative and nifty, you know. And even though I was not making money from from the backyard, you know what I'm saying, fighting, you know, I always had a skill or a trade to sustain myself. And, you know, I haven't really gotten to the money yet, you know, because helping my people was first, you know what I'm saying, was necessary. You know what I'm saying? The money was secondary, and it will come, you know. Um, I think that, you know, I am doing, you know what I'm saying, better because, you know what I'm saying, of course, I have a project. You know, I've won two Emmys on NBC, right? I've been front page, you know, on several national magazines. We've hit ESPN Magazine. We've hit ESPN E60. We've hit uh, ESPN Sports Talk, you know what I'm saying, Um, with Mike and Mike. We've hit, you know, Sports Illustrated. We've hit... ESP, uh, NBC, CNN, you know, we've hit uh, Maxim, National Geographic, you name it, we've hit it. You cannot name, you know what I'm saying, a sporting, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, um, entity out there that, you know, Backyard Fighting Data 5000 has not, you know, been on. So we've broke numbers, and we've done things on a scale so massive to the point that the only thing that we could do now is repeat ourselves, you know. And it's only right that we go to this next level with BYB, you know, and take what we're doing to the big screen. What's the largest crowd you ever had? Oh, thousands. Thousands, man. Listen, you know, I did my marketing, you know what I'm saying, um, based upon who we were doing the show for. Let's say we was doing the show for ESPN 60, right? You know what an iPhone can do to you. It takes good quality pictures and film. So we didn't want, you know, the, the footage to leak out. So a lot of these crowds, they were selected. The first 200 come through. We let them in. You know, we just wanted to get a feel for the crowd, for the film. Now, if we're doing something almost like, a, almost like a rapper or an MC, you know, we would do the mixtape thing. While I'm waiting on, while you guys are waiting on my album, we're going to drop a mixtape. So I would do certain things in the backyard, and I would invite everybody out. So it didn't matter if the footage got leaked or bootlegged or whatever. That's what I wanted it to do while we work on these other projects. So the biggest crowds 
was when we did it unrestricted. But, you know, when we respect the host, you know what I'm saying, the individuals that we're doing it for, we want them to be the first ones to put it out, not individuals that just come in to film and put it out on YouTube and so forth like that. And then, you know, uh, it contaminates the project and what we're trying to do. So you got, you said you have Dogfight 2 coming out in 2017. What can we expect in Dogfight 2? Oh, wow. Explosivity at its best. We're going to take you guys behind the scenes. You know, when I died, you know, the stuff that when the camera went off, our camera stayed on. You know, we're going to show you the gritty part of business. You know, and it's going to be, put it like this, Dogfight 1 was amazing. Dogfight 2 is going to be unmatched. I don't think I got a Dogfight 3 in me because it's going to be super duper hard. To out, you know, I died in dogfight too. Timbo died in dogfight too. You know, okay. and God forbid who else may, who, whoever else may die. You know, before this doc is done. You know, what I'm saying first quarter of this upcoming year. So it's like, um, you know, you know, death, death was on one, and death was on two. You know, if it's a three, uh, I, you know, I, you know what? I'm tired of seeing people die. You know, for sure. So. We saw in Dogfight 1, you know, people trying to shut it down. You know, the authorities trying to shut it down. Is ha- How's that going? Well, I mean, I'm P. Ryan's favorite son. They love me. You know, um, <laughs> right now I think I've gotten too big, you know. So it'll be best if they just let me do what it is that I'm going to do, you know, because if you want to stop me, you should have stopped me years ago. Now I have, you know, giant partners behind me, you know, and what I was doing was for the greater good, you know what I'm saying, of humanity. It says violence. This is not violence. This is an alternative towards violence. And I've proven that. So I've changed the perception of how, you know what I'm saying, the officials and how the political points of views, you know, see Dada 5,000. I'm back y'all fighting inside the Southwest Miami-Dade County of Miami, Florida. So at the end of the day, you feel like by you giving them this opportunity, instead of beating somebody else up upside the head, you know, and, and getting arrested and getting locked up, this is their, their avenue, their way out. Yep, even for those that don't want to go pro, you know, I would rather them be a man for once and be able to pay a bill, you know, and contribute to their household, you know, and that's what we do. You know, these guys, I'm not just giving them an opportunity to compete, but I'm also paying these guys, you know, to come out, you know, and it's different and it's different wages, you know, depending on the individual. If they're a first-timer or if they've been back there for quite some time and they built a fan base and a record for themselves, you know. So, I mean, it was beneficial. Other than that, if, 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 the, if the participants can see, you know what I'm saying, no light at the end of the tunnel, they wouldn't be coming back. They wouldn't be signing up by the boatloads right now for when we hold our next show. So I saw in the documentary the purse was about $200 for the winner, what, $50 for just participating. Has the purses went up? Yeah, well, you got to look at it, you know. Um, those, those were different events. You know, okay. I would do four to win, one to lose, you know, three to win, one to lose, you know, uh, Two to win, two to the lose, depending on depending on the project, you know. Um, but you've had guys out there that make thousands of dollars, you know. 
again, depending on the project. But, you know, uh, what they make and what I gave them extra was something totally different. Like, they probably made $400, but, you know, I probably gave them an extra $200 because, you know, they did good. They showed showmanship. You know, they were gentlemen about it. They gave the other guy a hand up. They gave, why do you think these guys show love? And they hug each other after these brutal fights. You know, because it's business. You know? So it's like, no we doubt. say one thing, but I always give them something else because I appreciate them coming out, leaving it all on the line. We're talking to Dada on 5,000. I got, I got to ask you this. We look at the Kimbo Slice situation. We look at the possibilities of whether it's Bellator or whether it's Kimbo Slice who, who may have poisoned you. But we, we all know that Kimbo has died. He has passed on. And I know you guys have had your differences. But how do you remember Kimbo Slice? I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I got a lot. I had, well, I had, I have, had, have a lot of love and respect for that dude. I'm going to tell you something. This is what the world don't know. That we've sat out in hotel rooms many we went on the road numerous times, and me and him was in the same hotel room, you know, together. So he was looking at um, a magazine one time, you know, and he was like, man, this ain't fair. You know, he just had took him a shower, came out the hotel room, you know what I'm saying, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, he had on his tank top, his, uh, his trousers, and he sat out, and he was looking at, you know what I'm saying, a magazine. You know, and he said, man, this is not fair. I said, what you talking about? He said, man, they want me to fight Brock Lesnar. But they compare me, you know what I'm saying, to Brock Lesnar, you know what I'm saying, this, that, and third. That was when he first came out, you know what I'm saying, with, um, he just signed on with uh, Gary Shaw with Elite XC, right? And uh, I was like, listen, you're phenomenal. Everybody's out for you. You know, you're making 400000 to a half a million per fight especially with uh, marketing and sponsorships and so forth. These guys feel like you're not a real MMA fighter. You know, they feel like, you know, they want to stop this. They want to stop this Kimbo hype train. You know, and we've held hundreds of conversations. He knew. If nobody else knew, he knew. Dada is a sharp dude. He knew what he was up against. And they did. He did what they feel they needed to do to slow me down. On my, on my word, I would have came inside that ring 100%. You know, my, we always knew Kimball Slice, you know, had a problem with his endurance. We're going the distance. I knew that. I was running on the treadmill, you know, for 45 minutes at 6.5, 7.0 for 45 minutes. I knew that I was going to come inside and outlast him. You know, you go back and to you and your, your listeners, your fans, go back and watch my eyes in that fight. I've had doctors email me. I've had hundreds of thousands of emails, you know what I'm saying, come through. Like, bro, what were you on? What were you on? You know? And I'm sitting back and I'm sitting, I'm like, you know, it is what it is, but how I look at Kimbo is like, it's not his fault. You know what I said? It's not his fault. Because once you get on a level of that magnitude, you no longer make the decisions for yourself. Those that pay you make the decisions for yourself. You just go with the flow. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, he was looking at me, man, when uh, 
I was in that ring, and I seen a genuine smile. And it wasn't a smile of hate. It wasn't a smile of anger. It was a smile of concern. Like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? But he knew what was already on his side, you know? And and I gave the best fight that I could under the con- uh, under the, uh, the conditions and the circumstances. I, I gave up my life before I quit. Right. And this knockout artist, he couldn't knock me out. He couldn't even knock me down. And he's been in the game for 10 years. I come back, right mind, listen, number one, I'm not eating anything. All my food, you know what I'm saying, I'll provide it. I'm not <laughs> buying anything from the hotel. I'm not any, eating anything from the hotel. I, I'm not consuming none of that. I will destroy everybody that, I put, that put their name on that dotted line when I come back. I'm too big. I'm too powerful. I'm too smart. They wrote me off. They said, yo, if he comes back, he's going to be slow. He's not going to have the motor skills. Listen, I came back just as sharp, if not as sharper, you know, and I'm on the road, you know what I'm saying, to, to you know, getting back, you know what I'm saying. To me, I'm not going to sit there and say it was easy, you know, because I was messed up, man. So you're 100% now? No, I'm not 100%, you know, but I'm a lot better than what I was because of my will and God's grace. You know, and me pushing myself every day. You know, um, I'm still following up, you know what I'm saying, with darkness. He fractured my my left frontal lobe, you know, um, following up with a kidney specialist, you know, um, with my um, um, with my cardiologist, with my eye doctors, and so forth like that. So I have to first get checked off, you know, by those individuals, you know. But um, I, have, I, I have high hopes that, you know what I'm saying, I would make a recovery, if not full, good enough that the doctors would not have an issue or concern with me, you know, coming back out to compete again on any on any level. But you know, I like where I'm at right now, based upon where I was a few months ago. So fans, so fans, if you want to find out all the great information about this man, Dada Five Thousand, hit him up on Twitter at the Real Dada Five Thousand. Go to his website, .i5000.com. Also go to BYBExtreme.com and support all the great things going on with this man, .i5000. Always, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I would say this, you know, you can also follow me on Facebook and on Instagram. You know, I don't do this for me. I do this for the people. I do this for the fans, you know, and... um, I just want to say, you know, stay in tune with the movement. I'm just getting started. I've been in the game 10 years, you know, and I reinvented myself, you know what I'm saying, to be more, you know, on a one-on-one, you know what I'm saying, with these new improved times. And we're going to shock the world with Dogfight 2. You know what I'm saying? The reality shows, they're coming. And I really feel like, you know, man, the world better be ready because Dollar 5000, BYB, you know, Extreme Fighting Series is – Someone, you know what I'm saying, to be reckoned with in the future. I also want to say this, you know, to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan said something, you know what I'm saying, about about me, you know, during, during the fight, you know. And uh, I was messed up, of course. But, you know, when I got better, I heard of it. 
you know, and I was not pleased of it. You know, and I want to say this to Joe. You know, Joe, people call you a racist because of those remarks. I don't call you a racist, you know, because your profession, you know what I'm saying, by nature, you're a comedian. You're a stand-up comedian. But I don't think at that point in time it was a time to be funny, you know. Um, I think if it would have been me or anybody else, you know, it would have been, you know, severe backlash, you know what I'm saying, to pay. Tim Hardaway, you know, spoke out about homosexuals and he lost everything, you know. Um, if, 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 if I say something about tortilla chips, you know, and Mexicans and so forth like that, that right there, you know what I'm saying, could be a racist statement because you're associating that race with the foods that they eat. So Joe Rogan, of course, stated something that that a 5,000 had too much fried chicken, watermelon, and grape soda, you know what I'm saying, in his blood, right? And mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know what Joe Rogan means by that. So, Joe Rogan, I would love, you know what I'm saying, to do an interview with you because I would want, you know what I'm saying, to find out what did you mean, you know what I'm saying, by too much fried chicken, watermelon, and grape soda. That's a nigga joke. I'm being straight up with you. That's what it is. Right. So if you got it's, it's said, you know what I'm saying? It's just like associating, you know, certain foods with Asians and Jamaicans and Haitians, like Haitians and cats. Like they said, Haitians eat cats. You know, it's, 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 it's not right. But certain people, they feel like they could get away with certain things because of their status, you know. But uh, I was definitely not pleased, you know what I'm saying, with that one. Neither was, you know what I'm saying, my constituents and my family and friends, you know. But uh, I'm getting bigger and better by the day. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm just ready, you know what I'm saying, to get back to being productive, you know what I'm saying, and do what I do best. Sounds good, man. So absolute pleasure talking to you. Nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Let's do it again. Hey, sounds good. Thank you guys for having me. Dollar 5305 BYB. Backyard Bros. 305 P. Ryan, Florida, Team 5000, we in the building. Take care, man. Merry Christmas. You too, man. Dada 5000, pleasure talking to him. And it was a pleasure in 2016 bringing Go For It to you. We had a great year. We had a lot of fun. We talked sports. We had fun doing it. It was fun, man. But I expect bigger. I expect better. And I just expect 2017 to be even better and just even greater for Go For It, for Paul Gann, and for everybody associated with this particular show. Again, you can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash PK. Send messages to the show on Twitter, at go for it G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Follow me there. Hit me up on YouTube, my YouTube channel. Here's some great interviews, youtube.com slash go for it again. We're done for the year. 2016 was great. We'll see you in 2017. Peace!